Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Escape Podcast. Thank you for telling me I was muted. Hey, I didn't want to be here today. (laughs) Yes, your ears are not deceiving you. It is I, Paul Anthony, here filling in for Brian until he gets here, along with Daniel Logan and the now with a body, Bob. Guys, how are you doing? Good, buddy. Outstanding, man. I couldn't be happier to be here to start off this launching episode. And yeah, let's 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 get into it. Let's get to it. All right. So uh, first off, normally you guys would have heard uh, I'm, I'm walking you through this as well. We're while we're doing this live. You guys would have played the open. You would have had the timer. You would have been able to figure that out. And then, you know, one of you bring in the show. So, um, you know, I, I brought it in for you this time around. Uh, why don't you tell us what we have on deck right now for today's show, Daniel? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, tonight we are going to go over the kit for Zori Bliss. CG's back. We all know this. They're back from their long hiatus of vacationing, drinking, and debauchery. And we got a new tune. And it could not be any more left field, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but... It's intriguing that that like be prepared, folks. This kit is a dissertation. This this kit is outrageous. It's got some really good stuff in it. We're going to cover that. Um, from there, we are going to go into a little bit of how our GACs are going, and Bob has got some thoughts on the matchmaking. Um, yes, sir. In other news, CG put out. An interesting tidbit of info by our favorite community manager, me, Ed, about the possibility of them looking into Darth Treya's interaction with Lord Vader. Oh, and I, I definitely have some takes on this. I have some thoughts on this. I may or may not have raged slightly yesterday on it a little bit because <laughs> I feel pretty strongly about this topic. They are also going to be looking into the interaction of scythe targeting with the profundity so stay tuned these are things they're looking into we don't know what they're going to do we don't um they haven't nerfed cg has not nerfed anything in quite a while um the first order <laughs> so they're fleet, due is what you're saying yeah. so i mean the first order fleet was countering executor and they let it stand so we don't know folks we don't know but I have some thoughts on what it is they could possibly do. Um, let's see. From there, the first order on crack was taking down low-level executors. Yes. So ju- just they are still rewarding the player investment. That's yep. that's the big thing. Yep. Absolutely. And from there, I'd kind of like to go around the panel and talk about what it is we're all working on, what we're farming, um, just to give you folks kind of a heads up. You're still trying to figure that out about me, aren't you? (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. But the one thing that, and and Kane will will be joining us shortly, and the one thing I really like is that I have a 10 million GP account. Paul has a very high account. Bob has has a good account. Kane has, has like a mid mid game account so i think it's really good that you get perspectives from 
all aspects of the game of all things that we're working on. That way, depending on where you are, you know where to start putting your very valuable resources to get the best out of this game. I agree for sure. All right. We well, want to get into the, the Zori bliss. Oh, <laughs> I just love that. The only thing they can get, no offense to the sequel lovers, but, uh, all they can get out of that, 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 that content is these characters that are like been in the movie for five minutes. So anyways, uh, who wants to read the kit? You want me to do it? I just think the way she looks, it's like she was ripped off the set of flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah, like a Power Ranger, like yeah, Arnold said. You know, a Power Ranger. It, it just, I'm, I'm still okay. Anyway, Kit, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna hate on it too much because I think she is pretty good, and uh, there's a lot, there's a lot worse characters in the game. Yeah. So, um, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and read the top here for you, for you, Bob, so you can get ready to, you know, decipher the kit for everybody. Um, okay. So, you know, it's Zori Bliss. We thought this was coming a long time ago. She's, she, her model was already in the game. So now, Paul, can, can, from where? Because I don't remember that. There where, was, was there she? was an event. There was an event was where there? yes, where she showed up. So All right. All um, right. stealth is a main factor in making Zori's abilities scary, quote unquote, for CG. Getting exposed on your enemy will spice up your life. Okay, what 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 are we what are we getting here? Big fan of tanks. Loves to help them. They can't resist. <laughs> And doesn't really like when resistance allies are sporting debuffs, but also kind of does like debuffs. And smugglers will enjoy their posh bonuses. I loved how they put that. I loved yeah everything I about it, this. I, I bet you Meathead wrote that. He oh seems yeah, like, like the way he writes things. You know, you gotta you can see his humor and when he's writing these updates. Yes, Meathead does have a very 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 good sense of humor. Yep. So. Let's um let's take a look at this though. Um why don't you start off with the basic there, Bob? All right. Twin E 851 blasters. Deal physical damage twice to a target enemy. If Zori is stealth, this attack can't be evaded and dispel all buffs on target enemy. For each buff dispelled this way, resistance allies recover 10% health. That's pretty good basic. That is a real. That is actually. I'm sorry. That is a really good basic. Any mm -hmm. any any tune that dispels buffs on target enemy and also grants health to the rest of the team. That's a that's a really good basic, and that's going to happen because I know from what I know already, this team has a lot of assists. So that's. I mean, that's outstanding. That's outstanding yep. for the team. Yep, and that's just that's just the first part. Uh, so our special one, Captain's Medallion, cooldown of four. Dispel all debuffs on resistance allies. For each debuff dispelled, resistance allies gain 5% turn meter. Non-aligned force user, resistance tanks, <laughs> taunt for one turn and gain protection up 50% for two turns. Zori gains stealth for two turns. Call all resistance allies to assist. Mm. So that's pretty good too. It's kind of like a grief cargo thing going on there. Yeah. So I mean, she has a dispel on a basic. She she has a mass dispel on all resistance allies, and for each debuff dispelled resistance ally, getting five percent turn meter. I mean, that's that's re that's really good. I mean, for the second unique, that's outstanding. I mean, it's just it's 
she's dispelling buffs on the other team and dispelling buffs on the allied team. So, I mean, it's almost, it, it's almost everything you could possibly ask for. Yep. And we're only halfway through uh, yep. special number two. I've done worse for a lot less. Oh, really? Uh, uh, cool, <laughs> but real, really quick, Doctor Feel, Doctor Feelgood. Thank you for the subscription at one tier. Zori was in tier two of the Slacker event. I knew okay. it. I knew I had seen her okay. somewhere. Wow, and that's why I don't remember it because it was years ago. The original <clears throat> GLs, yes. No, and I don't have him, so I wouldn't remember either. Uh, okay, uh, done a lot worse for a lot less. Cooldowns of equal four. Uh, deal, sorry, deal physical damage to target enemy. This attack deals plus 30% damage for each expose triggered, and it stacks to a max of 300% until this ability is used. If Zori's stealth, inflict a healing immunity on target enemy for two turns. If target enemy is exposed, stun them for one turn. If this ability defeats an enemy, expose all enemies for one turn, which can't be resisted. So that's, that's dirty. So you want her in stealth. You want her killing people off. Oh, you want her doing the final blows. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's dirty. So <laughs> not only does she dispel buffs on a basic and also dispel buffs on the allied allied team, but now if she still she inflicts healing immunity on target enemy, I mean that's wow. Like we're looking at a a, a Swiss Army tune. Yeah, I think she's pretty much at, at at just just from what we're looking at right now, this is uh this could be plug and play for resistance for scoundrels for I mean it's it's looking it's looking pretty good so far. Yeah, Did, I'm interested to see what people come up with. So my question is is she going to be as plug and play to resistance as Thrawn is to Empire? Or, you know, or does Thrawn have the, you know, no pun intended, the leg up on Zori because of the fact that he doesn't need to be in the Empire squad to be able to fracture? I think Thrawn's got the leg up just on fracture. I mean, okay. as old as this kid is, fracture is still such, I mean, unless it's against the legend, fracture is still such a devastating move yeah. to put on somebody. So... Um, I still think Thrawn's a little bit more plug and play, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's, she's good. She's I mean, good, the, but I don't know if I'd put her at the Thrawn level yet. So far, there's not a lot of caveats for just resistance characters. So, I mean, she's still going to be pretty dang good as long as she's under stealth. Well, here so you go. It's, look, go ahead and read unique number one there, Bob. Uh, alrighty. Uh, there's more of us. This is a Zeta and an Omicron. Uh, if the <clears throat> sorry, I got to clear my throat. All right. Uh, if the ally in the leader slot is non-unaligned force user resistance, well, here we go. Here come all the resistance caveats. <laughs> uh, uh, resistance allies have plus one hundred percent potency, while they have more allies than enemies, and they have plus thirty-five speed, while they have equal or fewer allies than enemies. So all the time, I oh, guess. That's, uh, that's crazy. 35 speed and the potency. Okay, yeah. well, that's just the first one. Uh, whenever Zori uses an ability while stealth, the ally in the leader slot and Poe gain retribution for one turn. 
If Poe is taunting, he also gains critical hit immunity for one turn. Real quick, uh, I saw on the forums, they asked which Poe are they talking about? It's either Poe. So it doesn't matter. If there's a Poe in there. Lands and Poe or OG Poe. All right, so if it's OG, okay. Okay, good. All right. So that's really cool. Um, The critical hit immunity, I was watching Arnold, and it it saves, and he's taken out some insane teams with it. Uh, We'll talk more about that. Oh, yeah. Um, Whenever a resistance ally has less than 100% turn meter and gains bonus turn meter, they gain 35% offense stacking for one turn. Okay, Um, look at that one. If they have less than 100% turn meter... And they gain bonus turn meter. So they have to go Always. over 100 in this. Okay. That's the thing that you need to know about this ability. Yeah. Gotcha. If they gain more turn meter than 100% because they're granted speed numbers, then that happens. So, okay. There you go. That makes sense. I didn't really understand that either, so I'm glad you said that. Uh, whenever a non un, a non unaligned force user resistance ally <laughs> say that three times removes yeah, right? turn meter from an enemy, they inflict speed down for one turn. So you're removing turn meter, you're inflicting speed down. Uh, yeah. Well, if you're a resistance unaligned force user, whenever a resistance ally without tenacity up gains tenacity up. All other resistance allies without tenacity up gain tenacity up for one turn. There had to have been an easier way to say that one. Um, while resistance allies have tenacity up, whenever they deal damage to an enemy, they have a 35% chance to inflict expose for one turn. Mm. Lots of caveats for that to happen. Yeah, the, uh, the expose while it's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen too often. Exactly. Yeah, but you, you've got in her last ability, she she has a, a potential to expose all enemies for one turn, which can't be resisted. So exposes are going to happen regardless. Yeah, so that one's kind of just useless. But uh, whenever a non-unaligned force user resistance tank taunts, they gain 15% max health stacking for the rest of the encounter. And whenever taunt expires on them, they recover 15% protection. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, that's really good. That's gross. So you're looking at Haldo there. You're wanting to use Haldo for that. Okay. I didn't see any Haldo testing when I watched. No, and any of the testing I saw, I didn't see um I didn't see um Haldo on the team at all. Wow. I think she I think she would be good for it. I really, I agree. really do. It, it, there's a there's a very good possibility for that, but the like even before I saw any testing, my first thought was old Finn and old Poe because they're both tanks. And I mean, so this ability is going to affect both of them. I'll have to pull up uh, old school Poe's leadership, but. I think it goes really well with her kit. Um, I'll do that here in a minute whenever we finish this. Um, but but remember, I, the, it's whenever a Ufu R tank ends up taunting. So if, if they taunt again, that's another 15% max health. If they taunt again, that's another 15% max health. Yeah. See where that can get really, really dicey, especially for Haldo because of her, you know, because of her abilities. 
Yeah, and like I said, I don't remember what um, old school pose leadership is, but it does involve reducing cooldowns. I will look um, that up right now. Yeah, I believe it does. I'm going to be I believe, the Bob. I believe he's correct on that. Thank you. You're welcome. It feels good. <laughs> I've got the upgrade. Uh, let's see. While in Grand Arenas. Okay, so this is the uh, Omicron. While in Grand Arenas, if there are no Galactic Legend allies and all allies are resistance, if the ally in the leader slot is non-aligned force user resistance, whenever Zori is stealth at the start of her turn, all enemies without exposed are inflicted with exposed for one turn, which can't be evaded or resisted. So in other words, all resistance, non-aligned uh, leader, and you'll inflict exposed on everybody for one turn. All right. What do you guys think about that one? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Uh, so I was just going to say stand firm is the unique of original Poe, OG Poe. Um, and at the very end, if Finn is present, he also gains the bonuses of plus 22% tenacity and recovering 7.5% of his max health whenever he resists a negative status effect. But here's the kicker. Whenever Poe loses taunt, Finn gains taunt. It's just going to go back and forth. It's just going to go back and forth. Hold Pumpy. on. I said the wrong leadership, though. Go check out Finn's. OG check out Finn's. Finn's. Okay. I'll, That's I'll the do one that. I was thinking. Go. Okay. All right. Uh, so we have another unique for her, unique two Spice Runner skills, and it has a Zeta. Zori gains stealth for two turns at the start of each encounter. Smuggler allies have plus 35% accuracy and health steal. Whenever an ally triggers an expose, all allies recover 5% protection. The first time each resistance or smuggler ally falls down below 100% health, that ally gains 100% turn meter. If that ally was a non-tank, it also gains protection up 100% and stealth for two turns. If that ally was a tank, gain damage immunity and taunt for one turn instead. If this damage immunity or stealth is dispelled, that ally recovers 100% protection. And that right there was saving them a lot in the testing I watched. <laughs> uh, whenever Zori uses an ability while stealth, the smuggler allies gain buffs based on their roles. Attackers get crit damage up for two turns. Healers and supports get speed up for two turns. And tanks get critical hit immunity for two turns. And that's the kit. So does... I mean, we'll, we'll get into some of the um, testing that we've seen and some of the things that are going on here in a minute, but... When this first hit, the 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 first thing that I, I noticed, which could be an issue, I'm not going to say broken, but <laughs> definitely something to think about, is that line where it says, um, the first time each resistance or smuggler ally falls below 100% elf, that ally gains 100% turn meter. So if you keep doing lifeblood, lifeblood with Ray, you're getting 100% turn meter, and you're getting automatic whirlwind. And in GAC, you're knocking somebody out of the park, left it, field. Hold on. There's got to be some caveat, because like, they really want you to not use it with a GL. They they don't. They don't. But that's that's literally the first thing that I saw that made me go, whoa. I, I do know that Arnold was taking out Jabba the Hutt with him. Yes, and that's we, yeah that we were going to get into because without Ray, Arnold was taking out Job of the Hut with a Finn lead with Poe, 
Zori, and do you, Bob, do you remember who the other two were? I don't. I don't remember. Um, Paul, did you look up Finn's leadership real quick yeah, before we get too it, far it, off of it? It is. Um, his his leadership also has a Omicron, but essentially it says that uh, if an enemy is damaged by a resistance ally, for each expose on them, that enemy loses 5% turn meter for each resistance ally. All allies gain 3% turn meter for each resistance ally. And their cooldowns are reduced by one. Yeah, that's the one to use. That it, that, yeah, there it is. There it is. So while the Ray lead may be tempting because of that 100% turn meter, the Finn lead is really... That's where the magic is happening with this token. And, I mean, you know, Arnold isn't... You know, he's one of the better ones. He has the money to put towards it. Um I'm not saying he's the most skilled or anything, but he was, he himself were taking out uh, Darth Revan's um, all kinds of crazy teams with this. So he was taking out Jabba with it, with a bunch of, I hate to say it, but garbage resistance too. (laughs) Everybody put to the, put like they weren't even on the bench. They were in the locker room filling water bottles. And I don't think they even had great mods on them or anything. And, and, and uh, this is what I wanted to ask you, you two guys about, and it's going to lead into another topic later in the show. (laughs) How do you, how do you feel about that? A marquee just coming into the game with a bunch of, garbage and beating the latest and greatest one of the better gls in the game how do you feel about that i think it just depends where you're at in the game if you're someone who is like you put a lot of money into it i would be irate but someone who's like free to play um and likes to go a little cheaper with things cut corners you know you're chomping at the bit for something like this you know so it's good for one spectrum but not the other and um, I don't know, man. Uh, it doesn't make you know. It doesn't irritate me too much because um, it's going to be a long time before I even get her for whatever reason. Well, I um, I think some of the biggest questions is: Is this tune viable at lower star gear twelve? With, Will the, this with power work? creep that's always happening, yes, because they have to make it yes. just enough powerful that people are going to want to actually go for this, especially the people that already have everything. But in any of the yeah. testing we've already seen, was Zori beating GLs and some of these top-notch teams at four-star or lower? Or I don't, I don't was it Arnold's so. testing of her at seven-star? It, it was seven. Then that's... And that's why I'm not going to get too overly worried about it because, again, as Nev would say, it's the tip of the spear. I'm not going to sweat that too much because I don't feel that's something I'm going to run into immediately. It's going to be a minute. And for everyone else, if this is something you want to wail on, if if the data is correct and you're taking out a top-notch GL, maybe that's something you want to look into. But if it's only working at seven-star – that should give any spender a moment of pause because any marquee tune that you want to bring to seven, that's an investment. And you don't know later on down the road if CG is going to look at this and go, well, as long as no, there is no GL present. Because that's the caveat they like to throw in now. 
when something works too well, they throw in the, well, as long as there's no GL present. So it's one of those things where I would wait a little bit, see where it goes before you decide to make that. Because, I mean, wailing out on a marquee, that's not cheap. That's like that's like two two seventy five is is usually the number that I throw out there, and that's not even including gear. That's not including gear. That's just for the stars. Also, don't forget you got to have the rest of your team somewhere up around yeah. five, maybe even more, which are all tunes that no one wanted to do, that aren't really that useful anywhere else unless you have Zori Bliss on there. So exactly. Um, but I mean, if you got rage, if you have GL Ray now, I don't think it'd be a problem. Then, yeah, then you've then I mean, you've got those tunes, right? Yeah. So I guess it won't be as many as much of a problem for most. Rose things, T- but... Rose Tico was in that lineup that aren't that Arnold would, was using. Yeah, because of the, because of the stun. <laughs> yeah, because of the stun. I mean, Rose Tico's stun is highly highly uh, underrated. It it is a sleeper ability that people don't go into something expecting it's not her, a fracture but you're right. stunned <laughs> her, her will to sacrifice herself for the rancor goes unmatched with any other will in the I game hate you. <laughs> this is why i left this show <laughs> <laughs> it left me to torture the, the other two exactly um, all right so what else do you guys think are well, we good on zori i i do think that it, it's it's definitely not, I mean, other than that one part of her unique, her unique too, this is not a tune that you put with Ray. Ray got her lifter with Ben Solo. Um, this is a tune to kind of shore up the rest of the resistance trash that we all kind of go, well, they're relict, but there they are, and we don't really know what to do with them. Well, um, this is their way of um monetizing a rework and do you notice that every time they do this type of re you could call it a rework or release this kind of character that picks up crappier characters they all assist out of turn they all have like pretty much the same thing going on you know what i mean yeah and they have the of course they're all gonna be unique in their own ways but pretty much they're attacking out of turn a lot like mon mothma like um uh radis and then you have mechanics to make them beefier you know, all through one single character. And um, that's just what they're doing here. You know, they're without them having to rework four different characters, they're just going to release one that you're going to exactly. wear out on. And they make money off of it instead of just reworking them and we get them for free. That's, and that's what it all comes to. And that's one thing I like that they're doing. Like, um, take Sanastaros, for example. Who in their great mind was really putting any investment into captain han solo or rollo or any of those rebels or stormtrooper han who was actually putting any kind of inve- any kind of investment in these tunes until sonastaros came out yep and i just oh. forgot about that yeah yeah she and she oh. doesn't don't they do the same thing do they yeah. just attack out of the turn a lot yeah. and yep and i i cannot wait for her to be farmable because my super han is relic 7 my captain han is relic 5 for some reason i don't know why i need to go in and get a cat scan done but i put a zeta on rollo so i mean i'm i'm ready for sanastaros to be farmable dude my one like you know everyone there 
everyone okay not everyone but a lot of people like to do like a meme character like cup to r9 or something hondo yeah (laughs) hondo like stormtrooper han is my hondo is my you know who i want to take to r9 someday i don't know why i just like him a lot as as a kid i love the figures where he could take the helmets (laughs) off and then just like his kit is constantly feeding turn meter and taking away turn meter like his kit is cool so i just yeah, uh, wait, I, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm I'm still trying to digest, and with this response, I may have to go grab some tums. But Paul, did 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 you bring Hondo to Relic Nine? Yes. Yeah, he did. Day one. Yep. Day one, he was taken to Relic Nine. Oh God! I mean... <laughs> no, no regerts. Okay, no regerts. You know what? Couple, I, not you even know what? a letter. I... I can't even talk smack. I really can't because I got Hondo's Datacron, and because of that, I put him to seven. <laughs> um, I put yeah. him to seven. And I, I've you met know some what? He takes chat. out Malgus. He actually takes out Malgus. Oh, really? How's that? Um, old Ben, TK, Hondo takes out Malgus. Not for the greatest banners, but he gets it done hey it works that's a tough team man i usually have to use a gl or something against him don't do it if darth revan's in the in the team oh the yeah because the it makes it way yeah. too complicated huh. okay all right but if darth revan is not in the malgus lineup old ben tk and hondo will i mean hondo will be the last man standing but he's gonna hit for 200k off a of basic and he has 100 percent health steal yeah which is so dirty (laughs) (laughs) all right we are coming up at the top of the hour uh what you would normally do here daniel is is you know throw throw it over to a break so why don't you uh why don't you practice doing that for me um we're we're gonna go to a break now (laughs) and please stay tuned for these very important messages I don't know what we're yelling about, but here we are. I love lamp. I love lamp. Do you do you really love lamp? Or I, I, I no, I love lamp. Are you just saying things that you see? I didn't ask for these powers. All right, we'll be right back on the Escape Pod cast. All right, so we play the break. This one is the short break. Um. You know, usually it's about three minutes, four minutes or so. And yeah, let's see not, if uh, I think you're still. I think you're still live. Oh, I know we're still live. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. All okay. right. So what we're gonna do right now is I see that Brian is coming online. So as Wait. as soon as he gets here, I will take these guys back in to the um. You know, I'll cue them back in. And Logan, you're going to bring us back from the break because what's going to be happening is Brian's going to be running OBS. So he'll see the timer and he'll cue you to go. Sounds good to me. All right. Don't leave us, Paul. I'm not. I'm going to be in the background just telling you guys to go to break. (laughs) Don't ever leave us. (laughs) Didn't this Dark Nara says, didn't this show, (laughs) didn't this show end like a week ago? No, the uh, the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes podcast is moved on to the Old Man's Private Reserve. I'm here, Dagnabbit. <laughs> so we're we're continuing the show. I'm producing in the background. Yeah, it didn't end. It was reworked. That's a great way to put it, Jack. <laughs> it, it was. 
just imagine old man's cantina it got an omicron and tepsi <laughs> came together and made a beautiful love baby and this is what we got so if it got an omicron, beautiful it is. Be able to swear but i have to sit here and censor myself <laughs> it's not easy you think i like self-discipline <laughs> All right. So there is there's the man of the hour. He's booting up now. Yeah, no, he's he's here. There he is. He's here. So um, Hey, what's up, buddy? I've what's gone up, I've gone offline. I am just now in the background. So uh Brian, what you're gonna do is you're just gonna cue Daniel to bring you back in to uh back in from the break. You got that? I just I just heard you. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> I saw I saw when you connected to audio, so yeah, just cue Daniel in. You guys will go until uh, until the bottom of the hour. Um, can someone? I, I damn it. Um, can someone bring up the um, the post that Tuscan Meathead put up about Treya and what what it said? Yeah. Getting in now. Yeah, because that was the next topic I wanted to bring up. All right. Once you guys have that, Brian, cue Daniel. Daniel, go. All right, buddy. Zori's kit, Zori's kit. It's it's hard to find stuff on there. Yeah, sometimes it is. it is. Especially when it's things that are connected to your Discord. Yeah. It's more like all over the forums. I I got it. I'll I'll read it for you from the voice of god okay oh so you're like the new bob he is you're gonna no voice i'm not gonna be here no. i'm not even supposed to be here today Dag nabbit they what drank all the gatorade of? what was that what movie is that off of i was saying clerks. that at work clerks. clerks that's right yeah one of the greatest that conversation about the contractors on the death star is one of the greatest scenes in cinematic <laughs> history <laughs> it sounds like you're about to cry. I am because it's Shit, so great. It's <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Brian, bring him back. Let's uh let's move on to segment two. All right, old man. In three, two, one. Welcome back, folks. The Escape Pod cast, also known as the old man's private reserve. Once again, I am Old Man Logan, and with us is the immortal one. Hey. What up? Um, he had some family stuff to deal with, but he's with us. He's here for the launching episode of this great show. And with us, as always, is Bob. Love Bob. Love to have, have him with us. So uh, Love doing this with you guys. I'm glad to be here with y'all. No, thank <laughs> you. So real quick, Kane, while you were gone, we went over, I don't know how much time you've had to look at it, but real quick as a recap, we went over Zori Bliss's kit. Um, did you get a chance to look at it? And if you did, what do you think? So, no, I usually do our uh, reveals and you get my 100% reaction every time we do a reveal. Yes, sir, I do. Uh, no, I, I have not been able to look at her kit. Uh, I'm curious because it's resistance and how it's going to synergize. That's about all I know about her kit at the moment. Okay. Well, this brings us into a, to our next topic, which is outstanding. Because um, apparently, reports from what I've heard 
and from what I've seen, is that this tune, with a grouping of resistance garbage, Poe, Finn, Rose Tico, they're beating Jabba. This one tune, and they're beating Jabba. The full the full Jabba team, Bougie Leia, Skiff Guard, Chrysanthemum, the works. It's beating it. So how do you feel about that? I mean, you you kind of knew it was coming. Did I mean, you know? Everybody knew it was coming. Everybody knew that they were going to drop a tune that was going to compete with Jabba. Now, is this because of the lovely Treya gift that CG gave us, which is our next topic that we're going to get into? Because, oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Yeah, Treya. I see what you're saying, though, with Zori being... If Zori was a legendary star killer uh, uh, type character, then I think it's okay for... I see what you're saying for it to like start countering GLs. To put to literally just farm one character and be able to take out a GL, I might be a little against it. You know what I mean? Because it's just too easy. You put all that work into to getting a GL. Uh, you should have to put in a lot of work to be able to counter one. You know, that's true. I would I would agree with that to a to a point. Um, the other thing is, I think with Zori is. Um, at least the last I checked, Ray is still the least acquired GL in the menu of GLs. From from last I looked, um, so having those tunes and also from what I've heard, you she needs to be at seven star and in relics for this counter against Jabba to actually function properly. So that's an investment. Not everybody is going to invest in that um again when you're in gac you're going to want to scout your opponent if they have it it's relict the rest of the team has good mods you might want to think twice about placing java so that being said um treya good lord um man i i don't know about you but the past couple rounds in gac the Darth Nihilus lead with Darth Treya and Darth Sidious was beating Lord Vader and for solid manners. It, it's it's not even a close contest. It's and it doesn't even matter if Maul's there. It could be Lord Vader, Maul, Royal Guard, it could be Lord Vader, Maul, it could be anybody. And Treya is gonna smoke it. Absolutely smoke it. And with good banners now um once again bob remind everybody what's your gp at um at 7.3 i think what's your tray at uh i just took her to gear 12 and put an omicron on her so you spent it yeah i because just did it i did it like a last week or something yeah right. can can what's your tray Gear 12, and I was about to put the Omicron on her. Oh, you lucky dog. Smart man, <laughs> smart man. I just smart I man. just got the last the last piece that I needed to do another Omicron. Now, I will 
I will give you my my honest take on this right now. Um, sitting at ten point two million GP, um, I don't care. I I don't I don't care. Um, Lord Vader was the top dog for so long with the Dodge Cron and all that nonsense, and now it's a different meta. It's a different meta. There's new Datacrons. There's different stuff out there for people to play with. I think off-meta counters are good for the game. I really do. I really think that they're good for the game. Now, this argument, this argue this argument is multifaceted. It really is. It's I've heard the argument that. It doesn't take any skill to just place Nihilus, Treya, and Darth Sidious and beat a legend that has some of the most monetary investment to obtain, Lord Vader, the, the Relic 9s, the Relic 8s, the gear requirements, all the time you put into it. What what do you what do you guys think? You're I mean, I'm 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 an endgame player, so my I feel like my opinion is kind of irrelevant. I kind of gave my opinion; it's not bothering me. What do you guys think? Are do, is this good for the game? Do you guys want this? And should CG nerf it? So, Bob, we'll start with you. What do you think? Um, like you said, there's a lot of layers to it. Um, as a player where I'm at, I would just be happy if she could counter anything below a GL. I don't need a Lord Vader counter. Because, well, I do. Don't get me wrong. I could always use an LV counter. But, I mean, remember, we can also counter uh, LV with Fennec Sean if you get the right thing going. And that's what I was already focusing on anyways. Um, so, okay. so with that being said, there's no real reason to nerf this Omicron. Because there's not even Omicrons on the Fennec Sean team, and they've never, they've never nerfed that. So what's the point of nerfing an Omicron? Um, an Omicron is already more investment than what the Phoenix Sean team would be in a way. So um, that's why I was saying don't do it. Um, and there's been getting to the point where there's so many GLs, off-meta counters aren't as crippling as they were when there was only four, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. So I, I just don't get their their thought process on nerfing things and not nerfing things because it's never consistent. Um, it's kind of biased towards one thing or another, and it just never makes sense. Um, but I don't know, Kane. What do you think, man? So if let's say the Lord the Lord Vader Datacron was still around, I would say I would say no, don't don't touch the the Omicron. With it being gone, I see where they're coming from when they nerf it. I really do. I mean. It's a GL, and you have not—you have not even a legacy character that's countering a GL. That—that's—that's that's insane. I could—I could see—I could see it working if you had maybe a relic, relic eight Treya going up against relic two, relic three, Vader. Not not whenever you're both sitting at relic eight, relic nine, and you're you're just destroying a GL with a non-legacy character. I see where they come where they're coming from. I don't I agree with what they're doing. 
I don't agree with how they're doing. I'm going to jump in here, guys. Um, remember, Treya is a raid character. She so is. it's not like you just it's... get handed this character. No, you don't. You got to work for it. You or yes. your guild has to work for it. So uh, that's exactly my, my point, Daniel. So I'm just trying to find, you know, I'm trying to find the reason why a character that you have to put investment into is once again being neutered. Well, that's the other thing. We don't, I mean, the last report we got was it's being looked into. We don't know what they're doing yet. As but of th right that now. That always means a nerf. <laughs> they don't say that uh, unless they're ready to nerf something. Like if, if something, if they intended for this to happen, they wouldn't be looking into but it. But then again, Executor was a big cash grab for them, yet they did the one ship for first order, which countered Executor, and they never touched it. CG has actually not done a nerf in a hot minute. Can you yeah, think the last time they actually really nerfed something? It's been a little bit. And so it's we, we don't know. Yeah. And it's wasn't, it, wasn't it Lord Vader? The last time they did a really big nerf like that? Mm, no. Because I, I thought that's why uh I thought that's why the uh little Logan quit playing during the big no, that nerf was, because that, they no, dropped that was Lord Vader. Nerf. No, that was Darth Vader. That was the great nerf. That's why oh, my okay, son okay. that's why my son and Watt and some other people too. Yeah, that was the, the great nerf. The great that's what we've all called it too. Yeah. The great He's, nerf of twenty twenty. He quit playing after the great nerf. He went, no, you know what? Because my son had put so much effort into these counters, and then they nerfed them all, and he went, no, I'm done. And he quit playing, and he went to Marvel Strike Force. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but, you know, this goes for any game out there, not just this. It's not really fair to nerf something, but sometimes it's integral to do that if it's too broken. But if it's not really broken, and everyone's enjoying it, and the fan base likes it, and no one's really complaining about it. I haven't heard anyone complaining about Treya countering it. You know what I'm saying? Even the people getting countered, I'm sure, are using that counter. So no one's complaining about it, so why nerf it? And that's what's really frustrating for a lot of players for any of these games is you don't do enough testing, and you put something out, and something fun happens that you didn't expect, but you don't like that, so you take it away from the players. That's not fair. Now, if it's something that's just insane, that's taken away from the fun of the game, then yeah, I'm I'm always for a nerf that's that needs to be done. And um, but I just you know, but but you know, Kane had a good point. It shouldn't be doing that at the same time. If someone's gonna put that much investment into Lord Vader, you shouldn't be able to just throw an Omicron on somebody and just wipe that out with no problem. So, you know, I I I don't know, to be honest, what the best answer is. I guess well, yeah. I guess if it could be any other character that's not a GL, I think that's sufficient. So, but on the flip that, side of that, is that not a good tool for a mid-game player to have in their toolbox? And especially, and Bones, we're going to get into this later, especially with the matchmaking, uh, more of a mid-game player, five, six million, runs into an eight million account that has Lord Vader, and he sticks him on defense, but he's got that Trey Omicron, he has a chance to compete to beat that. I, I think that's, I agree with that. that's why I was going to do it. I think yeah. that's a really good tool 
for a mid-game player to have in their toolbox. And I think taking that away, because whether it's a lack, I mean, I don't know how CG operates, whether it's a lack of testing or what it is, I'm not even going to speculate, but why would you take that away? I mean, you put it in the game. So why would you take that away from people that are loyal, that, that want to play this game, that want to compete? You've given them a tool, but no, that invalidates somebody's... Inv I mean, I get it. And that's why I see both sides of the argument. It, it, it invalidates some people's investment, but it, it, it gives mid-game players a, a tool in the toolbox. And I'm, I, I just think that's good for the game. That that gives people that I believe keep this game going more incentive to keep playing, to keep grinding. Ooh, okay. I don't have to go for a legend right this second. I can work on the Sith, the Sith Triumphant, get him up there, and I have an automatic. It's not just a counter for Lord Vader. It stomps on Inquisitors. It can it it stomp it it that Treya Omicron beats a lot of stuff. It is probably one of the most powerful omicrons in the game right now i have a quick question though um i've never countered an lv or tried it with this obviously because mine's gear 12 what is it in the omicron that is allowing her to counter lv okay so i already pulled it up um while in grand arenas and to counter lord vader the comp i've been using is a nihilus lead Darth Sidious and Treya, but Nihilus is the lead because Nihilus's lead, all protection is put to health. And I don't remember the number, but under a Nihilus lead, you get like a ridiculous amount of health steal. But because Treya's Omicron is on a unique, not her leadership, it carries over to the rest of the team. Darth Sidious's basic inflicts healing immunity off a of basic so and i know i'd heard some people say well they might nerf the damage from the tray omicron i don't feel like that's going to matter if darth sidious is applying health immunity health immunity health immunity eventually you're going to whittle lord vader down to where it kills him but while in grand arena sith allies gain 40 percent critical damage max health and offense when a Sith ally suffers a debuff, they gain 10% bonus protection, stacking until the end of their turn. At the start of each Sith ally's turn, Treya dispels all debuffs on them, and all Sith allies gain 5% critical damage, health steal, max health, and offense, stacking max 100% until the end of the encounter. When, when an allied Darth Talon is critically hit or inflicted with a debuff, no, that's that's all for Talon. But the first part of that, Omicron, I mean, that's... And that, that's what you want Treya to do. When you have an Omicron on Treya in GAC, you want to target teams that inflict a lot of debuffs because it's just going to make you more survivable and more powerful. And Lord, I mean... People, when this Omicron first hit, I remember looking on Discord, like everyone was saying, oh, it's going to beat Lord Vader. And it's it's smoking it. It's what? absolutely smoking it. Now, if they nerf it, 
Is that fair to somebody like Kane, who has an Omicron to spend and could have a tool in his toolbox? Is that fair to him? With it's, with that question, with that question being asked, I ask you a question. If I was, I don't know, relic four, relic five on my Treya team, just across the board, I had her Omicron and I went up against your Vader. And I took it out with my Treya team. Do you think that's fair to you with how much time you've invested into the game compared to how much time I invested? If I scouted you on GAC and saw you had an Omicron on, on Darth Treya, I would not place my Lord Vader. I'm just, if, if it happened, that like, it's, it's one of those hypotheticals. Is it fair to me by doing that because it gives me a chance? Because I, I, I do see Lord Vader. I, but I, is it fair to you being that much higher GP than me, if my Treya can smoke your Lord Vader, I think it's. I think that's almost kind of an unfair question because I scout. Now, for somebody that doesn't scout, okay, you place Lord Vader and they got a Treya, then you deserve to get smoked. But I scout. So I have a five five mil compared to ten mil, you have double my GP. Is it fair if my Treya was to destroy your Lord Vader? That, that, that's kind of the counter argument. And you know what? It is That is a valid argument. It is. Would it bother me? No. And that's just me. And I'm, be, I'm being 100% honest and 100% real. It wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't. Because overall, you may take out my Lord Vader, but if you're 5 mil and I'm 10 mil, you're going to beat Lord Vader, but you're not going to beat much after that. I, just, I, I would, my opinion is I would disagree with that. And the reason I say that if I was 10 mil and you were 5 mil and you beat my Lord Vader with me sitting at 10 mil, I'm, I'm going to, that's a slap in the face to me. Look, uh, look at how much time uh, I had to put in to get 10 mil. Like I said, I see what? why they're doing it. I just don't agree because of my situation. But I don't. I don't look at Lord Vader as just a GAC investment. I look at Lord Vader as a TB inv investment. I look at him as a TW investment. I look at him as a assault battle investment. You know, he's he's an overall game investment. In GAC, you you need to be careful. You need to scout your opponent. You need to see what they have. You need to apply a proper defense depending on what your opponent has everything else of that investment is 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 you're you're gonna you're gonna rack in the benefits you've already got them you're gonna do tb tw all the other events you're gonna get the gear you're gonna get the goods gac because crystals are involved you've got to really play and you've got to play smart and that's why, no. Honestly, if I place my Lord Vader on defense and I didn't scout and my opponent has a Treya Omicron, I deserve to get smoked. I deserve it. But to take that away, to take that tool out of the toolbox for mid-game players, I just, I don't agree with that. I don't. Is and that's coming from a person that has an end game account. I don't agree with it. I think so, you should let them have it. 
I agree with the fix that was mentioned in uh, in the disc. Uh, and Bones, I, I believe that you you've seen it uh, because I, I think you commented on it. I know Logan and I both commented on it, but do a no GL clause on on the Omicron. Leave it the way it is, but put it as a no GL. Now you okay fix the issue. Now nope. you fix the issue, and it's not doing what it's doing to to Lord Vader. But it can still take out Inquisitors. I don't know what other teams it can take out, but it's still going to be insanely good. I, I think that's the best solution. I don't think they should change anything and just do like what you said. You know um, what? In my eyes, lore-wise, Darth Treya should mop the floor with a bunch <laughs> of Inquisitors, in my opinion. That's just me. So what if this is intended? Do you think this is – and Zori Bliss is intended and things like that. Do you think this is their way of making up for the matchmaking? Oh wow! Oh, that's wow! That's wow! A... Hot take. Good. I was about to say. You know what? You know what, word, Bones? But Bones, I gotta go. I, with I loved you, Darn. Bones. I, I loved you. I loved you before. Before we met. <laughs> wow! Because of your sense of humor, like you just went from here to <laughs> here, <laughs> like instantaneously, bud. That was awesome. Just so you know, that's my best question I've had ever on the show. So (laughs) Bone just caught us with our pants down. Like he did. Like, wow. All right, guys. So what uh what you'll do in this kind of situation, especially when a good punchline has been hit, you're gonna look at the clock. Yeah, if 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 it's if it's near the bottom of the hour, throw it to a break. So go ahead and throw it out. Yeah. Uh we're going to break because Bones just screwed us all up. So yeah, we're going to break. We're gonna chew, we're gonna chew on our brains on this one, and we'll be right back at you. Oh, we'll don't forget matchmaking, and don't forget to tell them what's coming up. Oh yeah, we're uh, Bones has quite a bit to say about matchmaking. Stay tuned. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. <sighs> and uh, you probably you probably already covered this. Uh, how long are our breaks? So it, it depends on what it is. And yes, everybody who's listening, we know this is episode zero. This is this is an official episode, but no production being done so they could get the timing and stuff. Um, you, you guys get, get to see... The scenes. Be, you get behind the yep. scenes, exactly. Yep. So um, it, it de- just depends. Right now, you know, Thaddeus's uh, story time with Uncle Thad would be playing... Um, that usually runs about five to six minutes on average. And then you have about two and a half minutes of commercial. So it's about an eight and a half minute break on, on the reg. Are we still having uh guests or that just random whenever we want to have one? Well, on? you, you were supposed to have a guest. Unfortunately, uh, go Cubs couldn't make it. So it's, okay. uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're the guest bones is the guest. Oh, go <laughs> okay. Cubs. He's in my guild. <laughs> I was on GAC Lab the other night. I love that guy. I have some good people too. So you guys just we, we, us three need to make a or four need to make a DM chat. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll, so. we'll definitely get that going. So okay. all right. So um and, and for those who are watching this very part right here, what I'm saying right now will be replaced by the actual story time. So. Hello there, Padawans, and welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Thad and the Escape Podcast for Kids. Today, 
we're going to look at a character that many of us have speculated was coming to the game, and her addition raises a number of questions as to where the game goes in the future. Will this light side scoundrel bring with her more ships? Is she the first step on the road to the next galactic legend? We'll talk about all of this as we go over the kit and the lore as we discuss Zori Bliss in this week's story time. Zori Bliss was a human female born on the frozen planet Kijimi sometime around the Battle of Yavin. Her mother, Ziva Bliss, was leader of the notorious Outer Rim Gang, the Spice Runners of Kajimi. But even though she was the daughter of the leader, Zori didn't want any special treatment from the gang. She wanted to earn her keep and the respect of the other members of the gang on her own merit. And she did just that. Zori didn't play second fiddle to anyone, and as she aged, she grew in skill cunning and responsibility within the crew. Ziva would entrust her daughter with increasingly more challenging tasks. One such mission landed a young Zori Bliss and her crew on the Yavin 4, and it is there that she met the handsome young pilot by the name of Poe Dameron. Now, Poe and Zori didn't have the traditional will-they-won't-they relationship. Theirs was, of course they will, and why the hell shouldn't they? Zori and Poe became thick as thieves, which is essentially what they were. They went on various missions throughout the Outer Rim, but no matter how hard Zori tried to truly turn Poe to a life of crime, the future resistance hero just didn't have it in him. Poe uncovered a plot by Ziva Bliss to, unco- to consolidate other crime families into her own spice runner mega crew the miscreant matriarch had gathered all other outer rim spice runners to one place allies and enemies alike under a banner of truce she wined and dined the heads of each house and after she had broken bread with these crime bosses ziva was literally going to break them literally like she had planted explosives all around the building that you know, they were meeting in and it's at a pointed time, the explosions would go off and the spice runners of Kajimi's competition would be eliminated. Of course, Poe being the eternal good guy that he is, betrayed Zori, warned the other crime bosses. And instead of having a celebration party for a job well done, the spice runners of Kajimi were plunged into years long war with other factions which is a real shame. The celebration that was planned after the criminal leaders had all died had like a bounce house, pin the tail on the Java, and loads of imported shrimp from Moncala, which is actually like a hate crime to the Moncala people. You never want to offer a Moncala Mari a shrimp cocktail. It is horribly offensive. Wait, where was I? Oh yeah, Zori vowed revenge on Poe and spent much of her adult life leading the Spice Runners and throwing darts at a life-size cutout of Poe Dameron. And with that, you have a pretty good understanding of where Zori Bliss is in the Star Wars canon. Now let's take a look at her kit and see how she measures up in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. First and foremost, Zori Bliss is a light side smuggler, and even though she has strong scoundrel tendencies, she is not above offering her support to the underdogs of the resistance. Zori's basic attack is actually an interesting one. Now, I know I say that a lot, but this time, I mean it. Not like all those other times when I was probably just lying. Zori was hurt very badly because of Poe's actions, and as such, she liked to shoot things, like 
a lot. And she liked to hide in the shadows and just like pop out and shoot things. Most of the time she would like scream, Poe! Yeah, Poe po really hurt her. Now, I want to clear something up. Zori Bliss didn't actually have a captain's medallion. So the whole concept of like her freeing the people, that was, that was kind of a lie. That was just something she made up. Like I said, she wanted to get back at Poe. What she gave the resistance leader was actually n- nothing more than a really impressive drink coaster. There's no way that Zori could have known that the First Order was so inept that it would actually work. Now, I'm going to touch a little bit on Zori's second special ability. Now, I mean, we all make mistakes from time to time, and sometimes we date people we shouldn't. Sometimes we do things that we shouldn't. So the ability, I've done worse for a lot less, it's just it's a sad nod to some mistakes that Zori made in her past. And who am I to judge the actions of, of a person after her heart is broken? I'm not going to be that guy. Her first unique ability. There's more of us is, is something that I think we really need to talk about. Now I don't like bashing capital games. I don't, I like to keep it, you know, pleasant and fun and, and, you know, kind of, kind of lighthearted, but I'm going to say this, the lack of Babu Frick in this kit needs to lead directly to the Babu Frick Galactic Legend. I mean, I think we've all been asking for it. This is the the the, the Galactic Legend that not only do we want, but we need. We deserve. I'm going to stop there before I get myself worked up because because I've I've spent some long time. I've spent a long time thinking and talking about this to myself uh and and the mirror and and my Babu Frick life size cutout. But but can you imagine a Babu Frick, the droid master mechanic? Can you imagine Babu Frick with Dr. Afra's murder droids? I mean, game over, man. Game over. Well, finally, let's talk about Zori's Spice Runner skill set. Now, of course, she had to be good at keeping secrets and flying her ships. I mean, that's basic Spice Runner 101. But there are a number of other really important skills a good Spice Runner needs to have. First off, they need to be able to make the best grilled cheese. You never know when you need to impress someone. And the easiest, quickest way to impress someone is with the perfect grilled cheese. That's that's just the most important thing. Now, next, she needs to be an expert at the nunchaku. Nunchaku skills are incredibly important in the spice runner trade. Any spice runner worth their salt can use nunchucks. It's just you absolutely have to have it. That's like basic spice runner stuff now finally now this was one of her you know more refined skills zori bliss could burp the entire alphabet like an opera singer it was a beautiful thing to watch well that's all for me this week tune in next week for more story time with uncle thad on the escape podcast for kids break all right old man you're on in three two one and we're back from our break, folks. Thanks for hanging in there and listening to us ramble on about this lovely game that we all love to hate and hate to love. Um, I'm actually going to kick this over to, to Bob a little bit because this next topic, we're going to talk about some matchmaking. And Okay, well, hold on. I had a question for you guys. Are oh, these what? are these Zori Bliss, Trey Omicron, Counter GLs, type of thing is this to answer for matchmaking and then i'll go on my rant but do you guys think that's it or is it just some other random i would craziness? accept it 
I would accept that. I mean, of, of the two of us, the biggest, the one, the biggest complainer about matchmaking has been me. I just got my first GL and I've already been facing up to three, four and five GLs at a time. Same. So I, I would yeah. say, I would say yes. What do you think? Um, I don't, I don't think that's a simple answer for the question of, we don't know what CG is going to do. Um, I'm just going to be hundred percent honest. Their testing is non-existent. Um, if Treya had been properly tested, they would have already known that there was some oddball reaction with Lord Vader and addressed it. And as for Zori Bliss, I don't know, but if everything, if everything stays the way it is, then yeah. Um, CG is giving mid mid to slightly later game players a blueprint on how to deal with GLs. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I just don't. I I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just in the back of my head. This is just a game. And what keeps us coming back is is the community and the interaction of the community and the great people that we meet. So, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think this is a this could be an answer for matchmaking. Now, again, I'm not going to have a lot to say in this topic. I mean, I'm at about 10.2 million GP. So, I mean, the people I'm facing are 9.8, 10.5, sometimes 11. I mean, my where I'm at in Kyber one, it's it's pretty much. That's, you know, that's the GP I'm dealing with. Right. But like Bob, for instance, you know, um, some of the GACs I've I've come in and watched you do. You're you're facing people that you're like, yo, Dude. who did I piss off in a past life? Okay, well, like, first of all, this, why is this happening to me? First of all, 3v3, you in 5v5, you can take on I can take on a four GL opponent, maybe a five with two GLs. I can make it work with Star Killer and some other things, right? If I'm lucky, I mean, everything's different. Every match is different, different defenses are set, but it can happen. Anything past four or, you know, anything past five, it's impossible. You're, you're screwed. And let's say just set like a easy defense. Um, with 3v3, that's not, it's, there's so much, you, you can tell the difference between GP and GL so much more in 3v3 than you can with 5v5. So it's just like if you if if there's four GLs and you have two, you're just done. Because think of all the extra requirements they have for teams to set on defense, to use on offense in 3v3. That's not the case in 5v5. So that that alone is just so tough to overcome, or and it's not fun. And I love to play this game for fun, and that's my favorite mode. And it's not be fun because yeah, datacrons, they're not as they're not as prevalent where I'm at where, so that's not much of the case. It's really just comes down to the matchmaking for me. That is so frustrating and no one's talking. I mean, I always see people complaining about it. I mean, I have so much to say about this. Like, let's go back to when they made this change, right? It was no longer, you no longer got matched up against with people that had the same GP as you. It is now your skill level. So, you know, when it first came out, I loved all the changes and I still do, but the one thing, and that's the matchmaking. And, and kind of how they're doing their tiers. 
um and we have some suggestions for that here in a minute but um uh i don't even know where i was going <laughs> um god dang it i completely went blank with this i had a great oh, point oh, to bob you you mentioned something about skill level i i i want to throw out a hot take um okay. i think the skill level system is flawed and i think it's flawed for one reason there are a lot of players, and I've t I've talked to a few on Discord and in our journeys talking to other players in this game. There are some players that love 3v3, and there are players that hate it. There are players that love 5v5, and there's players that hate it. There are some players with prominent rosters that take seasons off to drop purposely because... They hate the mode. They hate 3v3. So that's why I think the skill rating is flawed because it's, it's being almost, manipulated. It's almost like what an NBA or an NFL team would do to get the number one pick in the draft. They tank. It's tank bowl. So they tank. They tank, they tank, they tank, and they get to a place where they look at their GAC and go, Oh, I have five or six legends, or maybe seven to their three. Well, I'm just going to place four and smoke it. That's yeah. why I think the, the 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 skill system that they're running is flawed because they're not taking into account the human factor of people going. Well, no, I'll I'll lose some crystal income, tank for a bit, get to a comfortable position, and then curb stomp everything in my path climbing back up for a month or two yeah exactly usually. and and instead of going maybe one and possibly going one and two where you're should be you're going three and oh most of the time just always winning so and that's I, and that's some of the and that's why your account is such at a weird crossroad at what what are you 7.8 million uh, like 7.4, right around 7.4. And that's where your account is at such a crossroads where you're actually trying. You're really trying with the account you have, but you you have people playing tank bowl and you're bumping, like what's the highest GP account you've bumped into in GAC in the past month? Uh, definitely that 9 million, but I've gotten many 9 millions just in a month. That's I think ridiculous. I have three, three 9 millions and it's that's six ridiculous. GLs. Along with, you know, they have Starkiller, they have Malgus and all that. So it's just impossible. And th I think that's what I was trying to say earlier was, um, you know, me, Paul, and Nev, we were all just like, just wait a couple of months. It's going to, you know, work itself out because even then matchmaking was horrible. And we, and everyone was saying that was pro about it. Even I was saying, just wait a second after everyone or, you know, a few months, people are going to lose and win and it's all going to even out. But yeah, it, it didn't even out, and it's still just as bad as it was day one. And people are, like you said, are manipulating, it, and that's the problem. But we did have some solutions to it, right? Now, did you guys hold, hold on? One last question, yeah. Before you go into your, because you had good solutions. My last question: Do you feel that the skill squish, which CG is yet to really address, does that have something to do with it? Because Kyber One is shrinking, and it's shrinking dramatically. Like I'm, I currently am holding on to Kyber One by a thread. If I lose my next two matches, I'll be back in Kyber Two. What do you mean by skill squish? I don't um, understand. The skill squish is Kyber One is shrinking. 
And I, I, oh, for Pete's sake, and once again, I'm censoring myself because I'd be swearing up a storm right now. I don't understand how it works. I haven't really looked into it. I should I'll, do I'll help you out, Daniel. Oh, well, there he is. There's the voice <laughs> of God. Please speak to us. So essentially, the goes to Paul. <laughs> so there's not a inflation of the top, um, the top skill number. What they do is they do a skill squish where they take, you know, they they shave off a few points from everybody proportionately on a curve. Yeah, and it's a bad curve. So, so the the question that so, Bones, you're seven, seven point something mil. Yeah, seven point four. Okay, so if you were to so you going up against a nine mil is like a two mil bump. Yes, and four more GLs than me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like levels and everything. I say I say five mil. I say five mil. I'm roughly five mil. Four point eight. So I got about 200K to get to 5 mil. Yeah, you're and almost really, there. I'm almost there. Yeah. So would you say that me as, you know, 5 mil, I have any business playing against an 8 mil? Well, see, I don't even look at the GP. I mean, I look at GP and GLs, but I, th- I think it comes down to how many GLs they have. And different. I've seen some crazy GPs. I've seen like almost 8 million GP. And they'll have zero to one uh, GLs. Like it can happen. So you know, as True. we know, GP what can the be hell weird. are they working on? And, and mind you, all everything this thing, else. All, yeah. What I'm speaking about isn't just my, um, you know, my experiences. It's over. How long have we been doing this new system now? It's been at least a year, yeah. over a year. And so this is just me of a year of taking in how I feel. And when I read things in Discord and hundreds and maybe thousands of other people are saying the same thing, um, I'm not the only one, you know? And like, I have some people that have just started the game and I kind of help them out how to do it. And we're just kind of playing the game together and they're in the rhodium and less, and they're taking on three to four GL opponents. I'm talking less than a rhodium. I don't even know what's less than a rhodium. What is it? Carbonite or something? carbonite yeah so like carbonite they're facing three and four million gp opponents so it's everywhere and why you'd want to fall that far you're not even making that many crystals you're not and i i don't understand it but it's ruining things um kane do you have like before we get into the the solutions do you have anything else to like add to the problem like you know what else is the problem about it i mean I, I so I mean for one I, I get what you're saying. You can't look at a GP and that be the deciding factor on if you're going to win or lose. I've I've beaten five, six, and seven mil opponents that had two or three GLs. At the same time, I've I've you know had I've been humbled and put in my place respectively by people with three, three point five, three which are a mil plus less than me. Now, with that being said, I've only been playing a game. I've only been playing a game for about six months. Now, I have I have this awesome account that I've been working on, and you know I've been learning all of my kits and things like that. Would I have no business fighting somebody that's the same GP as me if I didn't already know like certain factors? Some of the stuff that I have been, you know, bestowed upon me and learned and things like that. 
is different. You put somebody else that's been playing six months, given this account and has not done all the research that I've done, it, it's going to be a little different. I'm not saying 100% different, but it'll be a little different. That skill, the skill base that he's, that he's talking about, give me his account, give me his account and see where I would hold up in Kyber 1. You know, I don't have the knowledge of the game that he does. I would probably drop Kyber 3, Kyber 4. Oh, for sure. Like, skill is a huge part in this game. Like, knowledge, when to do something, when not to do something. That's why you just can't hit auto, right? Because the AI is dumb and can't do it. So, it, you know, human skill is a part of the game. But there gets to a point where, yes, whether it's GP or GLs, where you're just straight up overpowered, right? Um, you might be the best, you know, UFC fighter in the world, but if Hercules came down and fought you, you would just get manhandled, you know? Oh, yeah, you're getting to, handled. Yeah, so so there gets to a point where it just doesn't matter. And that's where I kind of think – so here's another question. I don't know how this works. Is it, Can there only be so many people in Kyber 1 and so many people in Kyber 2 and so on? Yes, as long as they keep squish, as as long as the squish occurs, that's, that's there's the squish. only there's only I, if I remember, oh God, who said it? I don't. I wish I'd give him credit. It might have been the Gambit podcast. Um, there's only a little over two thousand people left in Kyber One. That's it. That's it of the entire player base. That's all. That's not a lot. Two thousand play like. In my opinion, at this point, if you're still in Kyber One, you're you're doing something right. If you're in Kyber Two, you're doing something right. Because the, I mean, it's it's not just Kyber One; it's it's trickling down like Kyber Two is shrinking. So it's it just needs some kind of revamp. Like this is the first version of the newest Grand Arena system. They've always and, they've, they've always had different versions and updated it. It's time yeah. for a new update, you know. And with the crystal in the crystal income so dependent on your performance in GAC, um, what do you guys think are some? <laughs> let me stress the word probable. Um, what are some probable solutions? Like, what do you think? CG could do to alleviate the situation that is going on right now, like because uh, it's just getting worse. Kane, you go ahead, man. Well, I, I was going to let you take it, but you were, uh, you you were like this was burning a hole, man, and we we like we kept cutting you off, and I, I really wanted to see to get okay. your take. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Uh, so I solution. So pretty much my solution to how just a couple simple things is uh, first of all, I guess this whole add some space for people to get in there. If it's 2000, make it like 5000 or something in Kyber 1. But uh make a little bit more space for people to fit in up there. But if you're a certain GP, IE 9 million, you shouldn't be falling I would even say past Kyber 2. I'll give you Kyber 3, but I should never ever see you in Kyber 4 or below. And that, that goes for like a 4 million account. If you have 4 million, two GLs, you should never be in a rhodium. I don't ever, or maybe you can go to a rhodium. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. I am not the, there's a reason I don't do that for a living. But, you know, there's certain GPs that should never fall to a certain point. 
because it's taking away the fun. And especially for these beginner people who I'm trying to get into the game for free and they're making, you know, they're making something off these people. Um, but you're going to kill the fun for these people because these people are manipulating. And once again, you're in carbonite and going up against get 3 million opponent and you're 500 K and I'm getting many people tell me about this, you know? So the first thing is, I guess, opening it up to where more people can be in Kyber one, but that's just because more people are getting higher in accounts and don't allow IE and 9 million to leave Kyber four, or we'll say Kyber three to save you some room or <laughs> I don't know how it all works. Right. And I've heard that matchmaking is a very complicated thing, but just because it's complicated, it doesn't mean they can just give up on it and not work on it. It doesn't seem, it seems like they're just, they're good where it's at. Um, and they're just going to leave it at that. I think they should always be working on matchmaking because it can really ruin someone's fun and it's ruining the fun for me. Um, and, and one more thing to add to that, like at, at the very least take GLs into consideration with matchmaking. Um, cause once again, GP isn't the most accurate thing. You can't just go off just GP, but you could, you know, there needs to just be a few more variables. And if you do it too many times, people start complaining because they keep fighting the same person. Um, you know what I'm saying? More than once. Um, sometimes I would like to fight more the same person again. Maybe I want to rematch, or maybe you can start a rivalry with this person. It's not it's not like really a bad thing. Um, but yeah, just like taking GLs into consideration. Like at the most, two GLs more than what you have. Um, and if you don't have any GLs, yeah, no more than one or two. You know, something like that. But you guys got any suggestions? Well, I I think there's a lot of there's. I mean, Bones, you you bring up a lot of good points. Um, but I think there are a couple of things that when CG created the system, there's a couple of things that they didn't they didn't plan for. Um, skill rating. I, I again, I think skill rating is a flawed concept. Um, I, I and I'm not I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not beating my own chest, but I've I've played some people in GAC around my GP level, and they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. Like they set the worst defenses. They just they don't have like they played the game for a long time, but I don't know if they don't follow content creators or what it is, but they don't have a good con they don't have a good grasp or concept of the game. So you've got that population, that very small population of people that are just not very good at it, but they play. But then you've got that population of people that, well, I'm gonna tank. I don't like this. This is too hard. I'm gonna tank two or three seasons drop a bunch and then feast on the after I drop I'm I'm going to feast on these people because I have a, a higher GP. So the skill level it, it is it's flawed. It it's a flawed system because it doesn't take into account the human factor of people who really don't know how to play the game very well, people that tank on purpose and it, it's just, it's a flawed system. So I do think there needs to be a new system set up where it's GP related 
and also legend related. You have this many legends in this GP, you should be in this bracket. This is where you should be. If you suck at the game, then it's time to get good, bro. Right. Like it's time to get better at the game. Yeah. Uh, you play, you want to get the rewards, it's time to get better. Um, real quick, Big Country Mag says for a suggestion, do a full GP reset and put minimum GP floor. What do you think about that? So repeat, I would re repeat that. What did he say? Uh, he said do a complete like galactic power reset. So I'm not sure. It sounds cool. <laughs> Mag, you might re like see what you mean, and then put a minimum galactic power floor. So reset everything back to where it was when this new stuff started. Okay. And then put a, a, a galactic power floor on each of the tiers. Like the only problem with that yeah, yeah, it, I don't, is I don't, that I it, you know, if I'm already in Kyber, I'm not going to drop down to a rhodium, and that will just inflate, um, inflate five. Yeah. To to just it, be a no man's land and nobody's gonna advance because you got the people that barely play and then you got the people that, you know, are all hyper focused on it. Yeah. yeah. The the other the other issue with that is just like you guys were saying, you know, just because you're a seven or eight, nine mil GP doesn't mean that you have the skill to be in that in that, you know, G A C. So if I if I have a nine mil, but I couldn't, I can't beat a six mil. I have no, I have no business being up there with the rest of the guys at Kyber. Whenever but the how, six but, mil but, is but, down, but you also don't have any business coming down and bullying up on other. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. But but that, the other thing is, is how often is that case going to actually be something where you're nine mil and you can't beat a six mil account when you're outweighing your opponent five legends to two? I mean, I'm now, the sorry. legend, the legend cap. I would, I would say yes to the legend cap. If you have so many legends, you cannot drop down, so that you can just start getting a whole bunch of wins and thing, and just keep tanking yourself to stay there. And I would you know, say a legend yeah. cap, not a GP cap, though. Maybe a cap on certain divisions for legends is an incentive for people to get more legends like if you have a certain amount of legends then you're at this area and here here's a reward for your investment for playing our game this is where you're at have fun now as time goes on those brackets will expand because people will get more legends but that's where you make more brackets yeah update it dependent, Just dependent on gp it. Yeah. Now a yeah. G a GP reset, I would agree with as well. Now not not in the you know the the sayings of completely reset everybody's GP. I'm not saying that. I would say all that you've done in GAC, wipe it off the table. As as of today, it means absolutely nothing, and let everybody work back towards it based off of the GP that they're currently at. Now that that I would agree with because that that actually gives me a chance to go back if that makes sense. 
So if, if I'm not meant to be where I'm at in chromium with my 4.8, put, you know, and I make it to a rhodium five or, you know, bones, bones, if you're not, if you're not supposed to be a rhodium one, you know, if that's not where your skill is, drop back down. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I think I'm tracking. I think I'm tracking yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just feel like something needs to be worked on. Just try something. I mean, it's the most simple, the most simple algorithm right now they're using. You know, you can't you can add a few more variables and try it out. If it doesn't work out, we could always I just could always go back. Yeah, like I feel like if you're in Kyber One, you know what you're going to expect. You've got all the toys. You got the legends. You, you know what you're you you, you know what you're going to be facing when you get to. 7.4 4.8 in that area it's 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 dangerous waters you're trying to navigate because you don't know like you know and like the the biggest the the best example is cane like you walk into gac and i'm at four point whatever and oh my god this guy's got six point seven something and two more gls and i that it's like <laughs> I have a quick question for you. I have a quick question. What's the smallest account you've went up against? Since you're one of these big dogs, what's the smallest account you've ever went up against? Um, I'll be a hundred percent honest, and I'm I'm gonna just put the tag on my forehead that I was that guy. Um, back in the last five e five. Um, I faced a guy and I got to give him credit for being where he was. He was at like eight point something with five GLs and I had all seven and I did what you should do. You scouted him. You saw what he I placed used <laughs> and you placed Java because you don't think he could beat him. You place Lord Vader with 104% Dodge Datacron, because that's what I had. And you, you be I a hate complete, you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Um I'm trying to censor myself, but a complete B star. Jack A. And that's that's <laughs> what you are. And that's what I did. And after the match, I messaged the guy and I, I said to him, like, dude, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but hey. I got to give you credit. You're, you are where you are. You must be doing something right. And he actually said to me, he goes, no, man, I'm, I am constantly facing people with more GLs than I, it, it's, he said it's constant, but I play well. And I think that's the flip side of the coin for the skill rating. If we change it, it may it may hurt those people that and then again it may not they'll get back to where they were but there are some players out there with lower accounts with i mean like take calvin awesome for for instance that dude just runs rum, rum shot over people and yeah i like calvin yeah he doesn't have all the gls and he just he murks people, absolutely murks them. 
So I, I think I don't think there's as many as those people as there is just casual players. I mean, I, no, I yeah, this game is my life. But if you watch my uh, streams, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know the kits like I should. You know, I love I, your streams. I, I love I, watching your Jason <laughs> stream. You know how many I, times I go, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> We even so, made a sticker of Paul saying, "Hey, dumb a, look over here," because the the chat will be trying to tell me to do something, yeah. and I'll just be clicking away. <laughs> but uh, you know, I have to I have to do something over and over and over again, make a bunch of mistakes, learn from my mistakes to actually get what I'm doing solid and get a solid counter. And so everyone's different, man. Some people are, are smarter, some aren't. Some people play casually. Some people watch content creators. Some don't. Some, you know, just participate for, um, they do their participation rewards. I mean, there's all kinds of different things. Um, but I think the only thing that matters is I think Kyber 1 and 2, you guys can just be left alone. The only thing I think is, like I said, they need to extend this amount of people that can be in it and also keep people from falling. All I don't like is that my friends and I have to keep going up against um, accounts that don't belong there. So if they can just figure that out, I think matchmaking, even if they just dwindle it down a, a more, it doesn't always have to be perfect every match, but I want to go up against a match that's even, I, I don't think I've ever gone against someone who's evenly matched. It's always yeah. someone higher than me. And I can think of one time I bullied up on somebody and I think they might have beat me. I think they're just, I didn't bully them at all. They bullied me. So, so that <laughs> right, so that and, that topic um, it's, that it's, topic actually brings me yep. brings me to a question. And I will ask it right after this break. Yeah, I was gonna say it's about the uh top of the hour. We gotta go to break, folks. Um Kane's gonna ask us this wonderful question. And after the break, we're gonna do a little bit of a round table on what we're grinding what are we working on kane's at four point something million gp bones is at seven something point gp i'm at 10 different aspects of the game what are we all grinding and what are we working on that's coming back after this break so stay tuned for the next part of the escape podcast the old man's private reserve we'll be right back at you there you go nice job Dude, you killed that. that by, the, by the way, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of farm and grind. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want to make an album of just like, one I'm, song. I'm not. That's how I met Thad. Going to comment on that. <laughs> you met Thad how? I, I, I met Thad. As soon as I met Thad, I started coming up with uh, parody songs. <laughs> when when mod it, slicing man. was first introduced, there was Slice Slice Baby. <laughs> well, we'll have to come together maybe and maybe make something because all day at work i listen to like the oldies you know the, the ones that are just really catchy and it just plays all day and i've done that my whole life i just they just come up in your head so easy and you just parry them i i mean weird owl was a genius i can't believe there's no other weird owl out in the world I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say this if something god forbid should ever happen to weird owl they need to do a benefit concert where the original artists sing his version. Dude, genius. Oh, oh that would they, be They amazing. need to do that anyways. Oi. Oi. <laughs> that is genius. I love I would it. love that. Yeah. I think you need to be uh 
But what about the artists that already died, though? Uh, we'll bring back a hologram. (laughs) You can't. You can't have Michael Jackson doing. I'm fat. Eat it. All right, you guys are. uh, You guys should come back from break. Finish this up. Um, you're coming. I don't know what you guys want to call the bridge. You know, the last Um, pour. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I like that. No, it's it's uh, it's the grind. The grind. The grind. We're grinding. Last call. Big Country Meg says last call. Last call. I like that. There you go. All right. Yeah, last call. That's good. That's good. good. There you go. All right. So Last call. Um, So will we be doing Patreon's Choice anymore? Uh, Well, I mean, Patreon's Choice would be during last call. Right now, there are no uh, questions in the Patreon's... uh, Section. Yeah, so. no one wants to know questions about us. No, anymore. no, nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> uh, nobody gives a shit. And since and since since we're in break, I have to say it. You know, he was mentioned. He's been mentioned multiple times. And, yeah. and just nobody's brought him up. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'll, I'll I'll bring him up. Don't do it. <laughs> oh no, it's happening. And if he doesn't, I am. Oh, I got a way to segue into it. Don't worry. All right, so Brian, <laughs> are you it. are you ready to bring him back? I'm ready when you are, God. Uh, all righty, so Misa uh, <laughs> thinks you should go back to the game right now. Ooh, Ooh, good job. Oh, man, you're you're back <laughs> in three, two, one, and welcome back to the Escape Podcast, aka the Old Man's Private Reserve, and we are still here with Kane. And Bob, and you know what? We all have different accounts in different segments of the game. So for this last segment, I like to call this um, New Brews. You know, do this on the uh, old man's cantina. New Brews, what we're uh, what we're working on? What are we grinding? What are we doing? What's going on with our rosters? What are we doing? In our respective GPs, how are we spending our very valuable resources? So, starting with low man on the totem pole, the immortal one, my brother from another mother. What are we, uh, Kane? What are we working on right now, man? What are we, uh, what are we farming in our roster? What, what, what are we, uh, what, what's new and exciting? I'm, uh, I'm still, uh, right now, I'm still farming exact. I uh, I got my Piet to Relic Four, my Vader's my Vader's Relic Seven. Uh, Piet's not nine. No, I'm at Piet's not nine yet. How, how far I'm, are you? Like don't, realistically, don't. your GP. How far Eight. is that going to take? How long is that going to take you to get Piet to nine? A long uh, time. Don't do that. Give me. I don't know. Two, two weeks, three weeks. That's it. For, from right now. Okay. I've been I've been hoarding. But like have I, you R nine somebody like, before? You've never truly R nine someone until you no. R nine them. It's no, insane. I, I would so, recommend against it, and I would go for profundity soon. And so you don't the first R nine. The, requ- the requirement is not R nine. It's right. R8. So I, I I would not R nine man. Like I'm I'm, I'm only I'm only going to eight. I need yeah. I need to get this done as quick as possible. I uh 
I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help my guild, but I, I'm also staying true to all of our followers and supporters. They they chose this, and I am staying true 100 to it. I will not stop until it's done. Yeah, and that's pretty cool that you're doing that. That's pretty fun too. Um, but yeah, if if the profundity was not out, and I would tell you to R nine him, but profundity is out. It requires an R nine. Profundity can slice right through executor. You already have executor, so you can put him on defense, save your profundity for offense, and it won't matter because the only reason you're R nining some uh, 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 executor is to get that first move off in a mirror match. So. Yes. So it would only temporarily help you anyways, because eventually you'll have to get profundity. I recommend you go right into the profundity. Um, but yeah, don't don't R9 him. It, it's I'll never R9 someone unless it's a requirement. It's that bad. At at my GP, at my GP, and I, I don't disagree with you. If I was a higher GP and I was just like really easily getting relic nines and things like that. I would I would go straight into profundity after I finished executor. At my GP, I'm not seeing I'm not even seeing executors. I mean, I one two here and there. Oh, that's uh, not that's good. I'm yeah. not seeing any profundities. I have not seen a single one. Um. Uh, so, uh, I'll go ahead. I don't know what I was gonna say. I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of I'm seeing a lot of slickers, which I can I can handle that. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of Ray's, believe it or not. I, I I hear that Ray is like the most unfarmed GL, and yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing one almost every single match. If they have a GL, even if it's just one, it's slicker Ray. Well, that number's gone up since Ben Solo. Yeah, that, Honestly, that, is, that is true. That is true. what's funny that that's that stat because she's the last one on my list to go for. I may never get her because I'll probably keep chasing the newest one instead of going back and going for her. It's weird that that's the stat because her requirements are the worst. Like they're the worst, they're the least useful. You know, unfortunately. But that that is that is one hundred percent my uh, my whole farm right now. I'm not working on anything else other than the executive. What's your, uh, like, I always know what my next one's going to be after my current one. Are you going to leave it up to the, to the, the homies or are you going to uh, decide yourself? Not this time. I've, I've already got a path after, uh, after I'm going to, I'm going to get my inquisitors done. That's, uh, I re- like I said, I really, really want to help out my guild. And I think that I can do my inquisitors fairly quickly. And, uh, from and there, you're running- it'll be gas. Are you running the new territory battle? I can't yes. remember. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That there's no reason not to, man. And you'll get Reva eventually, and you'll just be kicking ours. I'm I'm really hurting on dark side, which is why I was fine with going with for the executor, uh, and not being able to help my guild with the inquisitors. Like I don't have Grand Inquisitor, so I, I don't. I haven't been able to do the battle, so I don't know if that, that's a requirement. If it is, I can't do it. But it'll only help me on dark side. I cannot do any dark side missions at all because I don't have an I don't have a one, two, three. I have three dark side characters that are really fine. It's by far the hardest side in the entire map. Uh, I can't do them either. Uh, I have no dark side GLs, and without them, everyone else sucks. I have a Malgus R7 Malgus. 
he gets smoked in a few turns. Like, like I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? Uh, so overall, even I can't at 7.4. I need a couple of dark side GLs. I don't have that. I have JMK and JML. Um, now, Executor and Profundity helped me a lot because the ship missions are very easy in uh, TV. Um, real quick, I wanted to talk about this. Actually, it's a whole separate thing. And uh, you guys are always talking about the territory war, what, how things are going for you. Um, how, and I know we're supposed to be talking about our rosters, but uh, this is no, no, actually territory wars goes into our rosters. Yeah, or, or not not wars. I'm sorry, battles. I'm sorry. Territory about, battles goes into our rosters. Yeah, I'm yeah. still I'm still talking about rope here. Um, has your guys? So what are we? Do we have three under our belt now? Uh, I think this this, this, is this is the third. third. This is the third. This is our third. Okay, well, my opinions have kind of changed after every one I've done has kind of changed. Has your guys' opinions changed about it at all? Or are you feeling kind of the same way about it? No, I love it. You love it? I, I still yeah, enjoy I it. it. I still enjoy it. I, I do. I'm. Uh... Maybe it's because I have two accounts, but I'm feeling some fatigue. Um, I am very Because you have two accounts. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what it is. <laughs> but I'm feeling some extreme fatigue, especially I'm busier than ever. And um, it, there's sometimes where it's just my fault. Like, I'll think I did something, but I did it on the other account and not the other one. And it's just really confusing. And I'm really feeling the fatigue with it. Um, you know, shorter spans. I mean, I like it's more fast paced. I mean, I, I don't mind the setup and everything, but as far as just like, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's just because I have two accounts and it's wearing and tearing on me because I do like how it's set up. I do like everything about it, but man, like the 25 hour things, I work for half that. And then like, I'll go to sleep for the second half. So I, I, I have to come straight home and I barely make the, tw I don't know if it's a 12 hour deadline or something. There's always, I'm missing every deadline until like the last minute. And then sometimes I'll be so tired. I'll just be like, I'll just let him be mad at me. You know, well, that's just I, how I, it comes to. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that um, combat missions are not as important. Um, platooning and deploying is really the big thing. Like, in, in I, I feel like in any guild, you're going to have those overachievers like myself that do the combat missions get those extra points to make sure we secure that other star. But there's other members of the guild that work strange hours, may not be able to meet the requirements of it due to it being only 24 hours. So I I think it's I, I think it's good. I you know I like for for Bob for you it's you know you you do what you can you deploy because Really, the 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 money in th this new event is made on deployments. That's where you're getting your stars is in deployments. And I don't. I think CG is kind of. They've given some thought to the human factor of people that have to work, have other things to do. Maybe, maybe they can only get one battle in, or maybe two battles in. But if you can deploy the sector that the guild wants you'll get that extra star and i i feel like they've done a good job 
balancing that with this event. I, I, I really do. I feel like they've done a good job with that. Yeah, and I agree 1,000%. I guess I'm just being a – I guarantee it's that second account. <laughs> you know what I mean? And having to do all that – literally both of them at the same time. Bob, I, my I, I tip my imaginary cap to you. How you play <laughs> two accounts, dude, I don't – like – And two Marvel Strike Force accounts. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then streaming. No wonder and you're work, sleeping and half the day. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, but I can't help it. Like, I, I just – if I get tired with one account, I want to be able to keep doing something until I fall asleep. I must have ADHD or something. But um, and real quick, shout out to Big Country Max. He R five low gray for platoons. That's some dedication, man. Have you guys done anything yes. like that? Have you guys got any? Has your guild asked you to take a crappy character and up it for um, platoons? My guild asked me to do Imperial Probe Droid, but only because I already had him at Relic Six. I mean, he's a cool tune. I've never used him. I don't have him anywhere near usability, but um, I did Imperial I, Probe Droid because for a while I was running, I was running a Grievous lead with all droids, not Separatists, and it was just oh stuff. Do you remember the Nuke team back yeah. in the Darth Revan uh, era when Darth yeah. Revan was new? Yeah. I couldn't get Darth Revan because I was free to play, so I had to wait. Um, so I I I stayed in the meta top like thirty in my arena. This is back when you got paid crystals for it. Um, just with the the IG-88 lead nuke team, and it had Imperial Droid, T3M4, BB-8, and General Grievous with IG-88 lead. And it would just demolish Malak and Revan teams. Now, it wasn't 100%, like 80% of the time, but just to see him smoking Malak and uh, Revan, like nothing, that was good times, but... Um, anyways, See, they, my, my guild hasn't asked me to do any of them yet. Uh, all, all they, all my guild has really asked all of us to do is inquisitors and sh for the, for the Reva shards. And that's fair. That's one of the most important teams because they forced it to be <laughs> not because it actually <laughs> no. occurred, but it is, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, I don't hate them or anything. I just think it takes a lot of investment to get a little back. And we haven't even seen that investment pay off yet. We don't even know how much Reva pays off yet, but we're hoping so. Um, how mad are we going to be if she's not what we thought she was going to be? You know, no, on, that's on, even I, don't, I don't see that. On paper, I, I don't see how that's not going to be devastating. So um, are, you, are, you, are you farming anything... Bob, are you farm? Are you farming anything that would shock and awe us? Never. And me, me, it's going to <laughs> me, it's going to because you're you're you got me by like three mil. I I've never and I want to do this and maybe uh, territory battles would give me a reason. I want to pick a meme character and you know relic it up. I would love to do Jawas, but I'm so vanilla with like I have to know that it, it's definitely going to help my roster out because. I'm not, I'm like, you know, like Logan said, I'm kind of in the sweet spot. I'm still not where I can luxuriously yeah. take a, a care. I can't even take my trio up. If they're not required for something, it's, it, it really sets me back if I'm not focusing on a character that's required for something. Um, now I have taken, I do, I do do a thing where I'll, I'll farm one or two GLs, maybe two GLs and a legendary. And then I take a six month break. And I do do that. I did that with the Dash prepared team. I 
I did the Mon Mothma team that was really good with, you know, if you get JMK and JML, you kind of have a throw together Mon Mothma team. But I did the one with Cara Dune, you know, Kyle, uh, Powell. So I, I wanted that to be, it was pretty good at the time. Um, I did my Imperial Troops, IR-7 Dark Trooper. Um, I don't know if he's needed for anything, but, you know, I, I wanted to stop and have some fun, right? And it did put like a wrench into my efficiency timing and everything, but you got to do that. Like after you've gotten two GLs, you might have to take a, a, a few months break and work on a team that you want, you know, and then go back to doing it because you lose your sanity. I mean, eventually you're just farming stuff that they're making you farm. But, uh, you know, as far as that, no, I don't have any interesting ones. Um, what I am farming right now, I'm literally on the tip of finishing uh, Java. I only have a few more relic levels overall, maybe like five uh, relic level. I'm literally there. I'm salivating. And I'm ready. To, and so I'll probably be streaming that too. Um, whenever that happens, kind of like you did with your JML. Um, very excited about that. So with that being said, with that being close, um, my, I am already farming the droids for Afra. Afra looks fun. She's going to maybe help me in 3v3. Um, she's needed for nodes in territory battle. So it just makes sense to kind of segue into her. Um, I just I just think her team looks fun. And then I will also be doing Inquisitors after that to help out the it just makes sense. It's the newest teams. It's so I gotta do all that. And then by that point, I'm probably gonna have another GL like Leia or whoever we think is gonna be the next one. And I'll probably end up farming her because I'm a original trilogy freak. Um, yeah, you know, I'll always pick those characters over Ray or Slacker. Um, I do like Slacker as a character. Um, I think he gives you that good uh, fleet that can counter a um, executor. But um, sometimes as a collector, it's just the ones that I connect with the most. But uh, I mean, that goes for you too. Like, does your roster have one that may not be a meta character, but it's a cool character, you know, kind of like Paul said, he did Hondo. He may not be the greatest, but that's his character. That's his favorite. Kind of like I, my meme character would be Stormtrooper Han. That's who I want to do. Do you have anything like that on yours, uh, Kane? I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten the opportunity to unlock my character yet. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> it's Starkiller, man, hands, hands down, but I'm the reason I say be my meme character is because I've seen all the lineups and team comps for Starkiller. I'm not going to use those. When I'm going to find. I'm, I'm going to find one. <laughs> I'm going to find one. I'm going to find my own. <laughs> I think they, there's only people. You, you do know how Starkiller works, right? Like it's very narrow down. Light, light, dark, light, dark, yeah. and unaligned. All right, I'm ready to see your. Uh, I'm just like, man. like I said, I'm gonna find one. People are gonna see my team, and I'm gonna be like, okay, this isn't gonna work. They're gonna destroy <laughs> it, and they're like, man, you just, just like, why would you do that? And All then right. I'm gonna come across my team, and they're gonna be like, I've never seen that, but it completely destroyed me. All right, do you want to hear about a three v three team that I've never told anyone because it was so op? And. Everyone in chat, get closer to here because I don't want to whisper it. I don't want you guys telling Arnold or, you know, Fatal or anything. Why? C-3PO, Ahsoka Fulcrum. 
Really? <laughs> Try it out, man. I used to do it all the time. I can it's see the first. I can see the first two. The third one threw me. <laughs> it's pretty fun. She's not gonna take out anything, man. I'm just messing with you. But she. I she thought came. you were gonna say Hermit Yoda <laughs> instead of Fulcrum. <laughs> do that, please. Do that. Cause you know what happens, right? If you take those three in, you'll automatically die because they're all passive characters. So as soon as you take those three in, I should have. We should have said that, Paul, <laughs> and not told him. <laughs> yeah, you'll automatically. I would have done lose. it. I'd have done it. <laughs> oh, I would have one hundred percent. I'd have done it. Anyways, so Logan, hold what's on. up, man? What's hold on going? here? Not not that anyone gives a flying boot fluctuating <laughs> platoid about somebody sitting at ten point two million does, but um. I brought um, I brought Ninth Sister to Relic Nine because I wanted some more survivability for the uh, Grand Inquisitor uh, Datacron that I have. So I brought Ninth Sister to Relic Nine. I'm working to finish finishing um, sortie about close to fifty of a hundred. I'm working on Afra. I'm slow farming BT1 trip zero. Um, I do have Zori Bliss to four star gear 10, working on that. But other than that, I I brought Hondo to seven, young Lando to six, just trying to trying to help out the guild. In the new uh, the new TB, just bring in certain tunes to certain areas that are going to help. So it's so besides Afra, do you have anything else to farm towards? Uh, no, except taking up relic levels. No, I don't. Like Afra, <laughs> like, I, I have everything else. Just, that's why I just said no one's going to give a flying fucking finagle about what I'm doing. Because yeah, I'm, at the, I, I'm at the tip of the spear. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody cares. I'm done. You're just sitting there polishing your characters. Yeah, now. I'm literally like, I literally, <laughs> I brought Hondo to Relic Seven because it was cool. Like I'm just. So I'm, are you? Are you gear? Are you gear farming for the Gungans? <laughs> Stream cuts off. <laughs> you know they're coming, man. They're running out of stuff to put in the game. I will go free to play. Misa, something. <laughs> so we're we're gonna get we're gonna get the old man's take on uh, whether or not his gear hoarding is for the Gungans right after this break. I think there is, is no the break. This, yeah, is this is the end of the show. show. Oh, it's the end of the show. You. <laughs> How is it the end Jack of the show? Wagon. It's two hours in. Yeah. Oh, it is two hours in. <laughs> well, remember you were gone for one segment, so that's probably that's true. Why. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um. But hey, okay. Paul, so old man before, Logan's before you reaction. get off. It, yeah, before <laughs> before I push the button. Real quick though, Paul, please get us the Gungan reveal, a Jar Jar reveal for old man Logan. It's up to it's, you. Man. It's 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 gonna go to either. Uh, well, it'll might go to Dicky Darkside, but uh, I there's somebody else who's already in line. If we ever do get a Jar Jar, <laughs> okay. Well, at least have Logan on the. We'll we'll, panel, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> All right, so the, he, they can reveal it just like uh, they had me reveal Hondo. 
they could be like, all right, you're going to do a kit reveal. You ready? <laughs> and and for those of you that don't know, if you've if you're fans of the Escape Podcast and you never caught the old man's cantina, you're going to find out real quick where I stand on Cousins. <laughs> it's just not no just don't what no, do you, don't put accent. that hate on me ricky bobby logan what you, what do you guys got coming up man what's uh what's coming up in the next uh on the next old man's cantina on the next old man's cantina we are looking to have a another content creator join us um I just got in touch with him recently. Um, he's a he's a I don't know how long he's been doing it, but he's a he's a good content creator. It's the um it's Nooch. The um, Star Wars dad. Yeah, yeah, the Star Wars dad. He's gonna be looking to be on the old man's cantina next Tuesday. He wants to have a spot, and um we are we are trying. We're going to see what happens. But we are possibly looking to have Zareth on for the next episode of the Escape Podcast, The Old Man's Private Reserve. I've been in touch with Zareth and would lo- love to have him on for the incoming transmission. So that's good awesome possibility guy. of what we got coming up. Two weeks I- from tonight on the 27th. Yeah, that's it. The twenty seventh. I went against Zareth on my alt account. Oh, you went against Professor X? Yeah, I have the video on my YouTube. I'll, I'll send it to you guys out. sometime. Yeah, the, the title. You should is... see all the blood. <laughs> I was gonna say the, the the title is literally "I got my beat kicked by Zareth." Is the the gif on the? Hey, I didn't even realize this till his last video. I didn't know Zareth was a vet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. There you go. And that's a, that's a great was, guest for episode number one. And he was in the sandbox. Like my respect for that man went up about like a hundred points. Um, Logan, you're also streaming other games, aren't you? Yes. Um, it's not announced. It's more like if I do something that you know, go into my garage and you know, do something that makes me feel frisky. <laughs> I may stream Dark Souls or Tekken 7. There and you go. I have to say, it's coming soon, folks. Tekken 8 is on the horizon. Yes. Um, I call Bob. I'm not saying Swigo is going to take a back seat. No, no, no. The character Bob. Oh. Tekken 8 hits. My favorite fighting game ever made. I'm down, man. Let's do some stuff with it. Bob, have you watched up. any of my Tekken footage? Oh yeah, you're. I'm scared of you. <laughs> All right. I'm not trying I'm not. to. Be well, I'm not. you guys are running overtime, so I'm taking the reins in. My name uh, is Paul. My name is Paul Anthony. Thank you so much for tuning into the Escape Pod Cast, the old man's private reserve. We love each and every single one of you guys, and be here in two weeks. Next week, I believe, is the MSF show. In two weeks, you'll see these fools again having some fun. We will be here. Until then, be nice to each other, damn it. And Kane, push the button. The button. There you go. 
And then you'd hit the close and you'd be out. There you go, my friends. Where's the after show? Well, that's in the, that's, you know, that's for the Patreons and subs. Let's go to it on our Discord server. Go to your mailbox outside and there's a secret invitation. (laughs) All right, guys. We are signing off on Twitch. Hey, guys, I can't make it. I got to be at work at six in the morning. I hear you, brother. Bye.